welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day, you're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful, and might I add, handsome host of this podcast, multimedia journalist and graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, I want to talk about regrading those off-season moves by Mike Hazen. We'll go through his signings and we'll basically regrade, uh, give a a grade to each signing with the 2020 hindsight that we now have. And then we're going to be talking about Madison Bumgarner. He made his debut on Saturday. He's finally back with the team, so we'll talk about his start this past weekend. But first... If your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, let's jump right into it and let's talk about... Those off-season moves by the D-backs. And let's talk about, you know, giving each one a grade and see what we would give uh, the moves now that we have this 2020 hindsight. So, the first move that I want to discuss, uh, I could start off big, you know, with Madison Bumgarner. But let's let's actually work backwards. Let's work our way to Madison Bumgarner. These aren't just any signings. These are also any moves, including trades. So, Starling Marte will also be on this deal, or excuse me, on this list. But first, let's start with Stephen Vogt and signing him in the offseason. And I wasn't, you know, upset with this signing at all. I mean, he was just brought in to be a backup catcher. That's what he's been this season. He's been primarily Madison Bumgarner's catcher. And for that reason, I have to give this signing a C because Steven Vogt has not been good offensively. He has a 148 batting average, only nine hits, and 61 at-bats on the season. OBP below 230, slugging below 280, OPS below 500. His numbers across the board are just atrocious. And the other reason why I give him a C is because he's Madison Bumgarner's primary catcher, and Bumgarner has not looked has not looked good this season so part of that you know even though it may not be entirely Stephen Vogt's fault maybe not even at all still gonna have to put part of the blame on his shoulder just because he's the one that's helping Mass and Bumgarner decide what pitches he wants to throw he's the one that Mass and Bumgarner is probably most comfortable with in this uh, on this D-backs roster as opposed to the other catchers like Carson Kelly so for those reasons I have to give this move a C, and that's being very nice. I could easily give this move a D, but just because he's the backup catcher and he's not expected to play every day, that's why he's getting a C for me. Now, the next one I want to look at is the Hector Rondon signing. And right now, I'm going to have to give this one a flat-out D. I won't give every anyone an F today because there's so many extenuating uh, so many extenuating circumstances, you know, in a pandemic shortened offseason there's there's a lot of you know there's a lot of factors going around there's a lot of reasons why someone might be struggling this year so I won't give out any F's no failures I'll be a nice teacher today but still Hector Rondon you're getting a D you've pitched 13 innings this year and you've given up 13 
15 earned runs. So an inning, an earned run, basically. That's why your ERA's nine flat on the season. And you've just looked awful. You've been giving up the earned runs. You have eight walks as well. And you, you've been good at the strikeouts, surprisingly. You've been able to get guys out in that fashion. But walks have been an issue. Hits have been an issue. And earned runs allowed have been an issue. And especially home runs. Five home runs allowed and only 13 inning pitch is uh, atrocious, out of this world uh, rate. And with a number like that, when you're giving up three and a half home runs per nine innings, you're not going to go very far into, you know, you're not going to pitch very deep into ball games, especially as a reliever. And he was a guy that I was really excited for as the back end of this bullpen, just because if, you know, there was a situation where Archie Bradley really struggled, Hector Rondon has that closing experience and this season, as he hasn't been reliable at all as a back end of the bullpen guy, like I thought he was going to be for this team. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of other pitchers on this roster that I would rather see the ball go to. Hector Rondon might be last on the team right now who I'd want to see them give the ball to because right now he is the worst ERA on this roster for any pitcher who has at least 10 innings pitch under his belt. He is the worst ERA of anybody in this bullpen. So for that reason, this has to be a D by Mike Hazen. Next, we got relief pitcher Junior Guerrero. And this one I could give an A to because Junior Guerrero has looked great on the season, a 2-8-1 ERA, uh, only five earned runs and 16 innings pitch, and he's been pretty solid in the strikeout department as well, 13 strikeouts and 16 innings pitch, and he just looked pretty comfortable on the mound, and he's been a pretty consistent guy we could give the ball to out of the bullpen. He's probably been the most consistent, honestly, out the bullpen. He's been maybe the most trustworthy guy out the bullpen, and that says a lot for a first-year reliever because usually, you, you know, the guy you signed isn't supposed to be your best bullpen guy right away unless he's a closer usually when you sign a relief pitcher you're supposed to be in the mix for your best one but he's right now you can make the argument head and shoulders the best reliever that the d-backs have right now and if you just look at his game logs most of his outings have been pretty good he goes a lot of one inning uh relief outings a lot of one inning relief appearances and he's been shut down he just had one little stretch a little August 16th to August 22nd, where he had three straight outings where he gave up at least one earned run. But that's it. Those were all his earned runs on the season. They all came in three straight outings. So every other outing he's had on the year, he's been pretty great in that. So for that reason, I'm going to give Junior Guerrera and A. Now next is Cole Calhoun. And I'm going to give this one a B, you know, maybe a B minus, maybe a B plus, depending on the se- on depending on how the season ends. But right now, just a B, Cole Calhoun, batting average, nowhere to be found. He's batting below the Mendoza line right now, 197. His OBP is only 331, so that's all right compared to what his batting average is. But the reason why I give... Cole Calhoun a B is because he's the source of power for this D-backs team. He leads this team in home runs by a wide margin. He doubles the guy who comes in second, which is Nick Ahmed and Eduardo Escobar. Or, excuse me, I didn't even realize Christian Walker has five. So he doesn't double uh, everyone. He just doubles, the I guess, the people who are third on this team in home runs. And Nick Ahmed and Eduardo Escobar with four apiece. Christian Walker with five home runs. But Cole Calhoun with a three-home run lead on the next closest guy on this roster is 
a lot because this D-backs team can't get a lot going in that department. And when you look at a slugging percentage, 424 is pretty high on this team as well, fourth. So for those reasons, he, he has been the guy to give us the, those extra base hits when we need the most, and specifically the long ball. That's been his forte. That's where a bulk of his production has come from because he has 20 RBIs on the season, which is tied for third third on this team. And you could just credit that to the home runs because he only has six doubles on the season, which is not a crazy amount. Marte is 13, and Christian Walker has 14. So they're definitely guys on this roster with more doubles than just six. But for the power he's shown for those eight home runs, those have been really critical for this D-backs team. So for that reason, I have to give Cole Calhoun a B, even though he's batting below the Mendoza line. Now the next one is... Mike Hayes and acquiring Starling Marte from the Pirates at the time, you know, not even at the time, even right now, I'm going to give that move an A because Starling Marte was really good for this team on the season. He batted 311 for this team, he which led this team in batting average. He had a 384 OBP, which led this team, and he had a 443 slugging, which was second on the team. So those numbers right there were pretty good for him. And you combine that with his 14 RBIs, which was not you know, spectacular, but it was solid, but was really helpful for this D-backs team was those five stolen bases, which led this D-backs team. That actually led it by a wide margin because he actually, in fact, you know, his five stolen bases were more than double the next closest competitor because just in terms of stolen bases, Nick Ahmed was second with just two stolen bases on the season. So starring Marte was more than double the next guy on this team in terms of stolen bases. So, for those reasons, you know, I have to give Starling Marte a lot of credit and a lot of praise. He did everything we could have wanted. He didn't have a lot of pop, you know. I would have liked to see some more home runs out of Starling Marte, some more extra base hits, even though he was third on this team in doubles. But he did pretty much everything you want him to do. He got on base with his batting average and his OBP. He got, you know, a couple. He, he had a decent amount of doubles, enough to be third on his team. And he led this team in stolen bases, so... Starling Marte was definitely an A signing, and I definitely hate the fact that we got rid of him. And then the last person on this list is Madison Bumgarner. And for Bumgarner, I'm going to have to give that move a D as well because Bumgarner on the season has an 844 ERA. He's given up 20 earned runs in 21.1 innings pitch, 9 home runs allowed, and the strikeouts per nine has dipped all the way to 6.3, which is way off his career average around eight and a half per game and Bumgarner his velocity has not been there this season I've talked about before he's lost about three and a half miles per hour off his fastball which has been critical for him it's been one of the biggest reasons why he's been getting shelled so much and he can't strike out the, the guys at the same rate he did because he can't get that fastball by guys too much now the fastball looks more like a changeup, which is really bad hitters are waiting and sitting back on that fastball which is really bad as well so that Bumgarner signing, since it was a five-year deal and he's already looked like the worst version of Bumgarner we could have expected at just 30 years old, I'm going to have to definitely give that Bumgarner signing a D. Now, coming up, I'll, get into, I'll actually talk about Bumgarner's debut because I gave him a D. D is for debut, so we'll talk about his debut on Saturday in just a moment. But first... I want to talk to you guys about erectile dysfunction because it's not easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, 
I had a long day at work. Or, sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional with work will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com slash XXX and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but there's but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash locked on NBA today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to it and let's talk. And let's talk about that debut that Madison Bumgarner had on Saturday because it was not too bad of a debut for Bumgarner. He had a pretty solid outing. He went four innings, only gave up two earned runs, three hits, two walks, two strikeouts. So it was not too bad, uh, not too bad, not too bad of an outing for Madison Bumgarner. He threw 72 pitches. 44 of those are strikes. That's, you know, it's a pretty solid number. But the biggest issue, I guess, for Mastin Bumgarner in that start, which is always sacri- uh which is always, I don't know what word I was about to say, but which is always troubling to see, I guess, is the home runs allowed. Bumgarner gave up two home runs allowed in the bottom of the second. Now, thankfully, they were just two solo shots, so didn't do much damage overall on the scoreboard, but that's been one of Bumgarner's biggest issues this year. He has nine home runs on the season, and he's one of the league leaders uh, in terms of home runs allowed per nine innings. He's one of the worst in baseball at it, and he it's just been such a big issue for it, been such a big issue for him, and one of the reasons for it just because of that fastball velocity that we always talk about when you can't get your fastball by opposing hitters, it makes it that much easier for them to be patient, wait on other pitches, and just wait for their overall pitch in general, or just wait for that fastball because they know how slow it's going to be. Now, the one crazy stat from this bum garner start on Saturday is when Christian Walker hit a sack fly to begin the game in the top of the first inning. It was the first time during Madison Bumgarner's D-backs career. That he pitched with a lead. Just think about that. The first time all season, Madison Bumgarner had pitched with the lead at any point in the ball game. So, as bad as as bad as Madison Bumgarner's been, and a lot of those are self-inflicted wounds. We haven't, you know, the D-backs haven't been able to give Madison Bumgarner too many leads. He hasn't able to have too much run support. And the days he did get run support, let's face it, Madison Bumgarner was giving up a lot of runs himself, but. It was, you know, a lot of his struggles could be 
looked at as as uh looked at from both sides of the aisle, you know, from both perspectives, from the offense and pitching. Of course, Bumgarner has been awful with the home runs allowed. He's been awful with the walks. He hasn't been striking out guys at the same rate. But also, this D-backs team isn't getting him, you know, a ton of runs, a ton of run support when needed to. And so, for Bumgarner to for him to get back on track, he's gonna need to start pitching better. He's gonna need to figure out that fastball, and he's also gonna need to see a lead on that board because. When you're a pitcher and you know you have a lead, it makes you pitch differently. It gives you a different mentality. You know you know you have to protect something now instead of playing scared to not allow more runs onto the board. You know, when you have a lead, you want to protect it. It's like a mama bear protecting her cubs. When you're a pitcher, you want to protect that lead. So it would be nice for, you know, the mentality of the pitcher, you know, especially Madison Bumgarner, to have that lead more in ballgames because we know he's a big game pitcher. Madison Baumgartner lives for high leverage situations. I mean, just go look at his playoff career. Madison Baumgartner gets bigger in bigger moments. And there hasn't been too many big moments for Madison Baumgartner this year. He's usually, uh, you know, he, most of the time he's down in losing ball games, And a lot of it's self-inflicted. So for Baumgartner, he will definitely need to get back on track in the winning column because we we need to start seeing positive regression from Madison Bumgarner. You know, we need to start seeing him making more positive starts and moving in a positive direction because that offseason signing right now by Mike Hazen seems to be one of the worst in baseball. And let's face it. When we signed him at the time, we thought it was going to be great. Five years, $85 million deal. We were like, wow, not that big of a contract for a guy with the pedigree, a massive bumgarner, a guy with the World Series hardware, hard, with the World Series hardware like Madison Bumgarner. He already has done it all. He's proven on the big stage. And we were like, wow, he's still only 30 years old. But now that contract starting to look like an albatross contract. And pretty soon... Massive Bumgarner can start to fall into that Robbie Ray discussion for me. If he starts going out there and just struggling every start, it's going to start being a, a new headache on the days that I wake up with Massive Bumgarner like I did with Robbie Ray. And I'm glad to see Robbie Ray gone. You know, I don't have to take Advil any longer for those migraines, but they're going to start to come back. And Madison Bumgarner pitches like this for the next couple of seasons of his Diamondbacks career. And who knows? If he does continue to pitch like this, we'll see if any opposing teams would even want to trade for Madison Bumgarner. He's not on a terrible deal. Only $15 million a year is not bad at all for, you know, the, the reputation and the resume that a Madison Bumgarner has. But right now, he has not lived up to the name value that he has. Right now, he has pitched more like Mason Saunders and Madison Bumgarner on the season, and it's really sad to say because I'm sure those San Francisco Giants, when they when they win against Madison Bumgarner on Saturday, were disappointed themselves to see the kind of pitcher that that uh, Bumgarner has turned into this season. They saw all the highs of Madison Bumgarner. They didn't see too many lows, and right now, D-backs fans. We saw a lot of highs from Madison Bumgarner too when he was in a Giants uniform, and now we're just we're just seeing the worst possible version of Madison Bumgarner and we don't know if this is you know rock bottom for him or if it could actually get even worse there's actually another level that Madison Bumgarner could tap into 
of being an inept pitcher. You know that Robbie Ray level. And I don't want to just keep getting on this podcast and disparaging Robbie Ray. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. He seems like a pretty high character guy off the field. I love the interviews he does, but Robbie Ray's game had just been so infuriating for me this season. And right now, Madison Bumgarner's entering that same stratosphere of migraines and things that get Millard infuriated and so I'm hoping Madison Bumgarner picks it up I'm hoping he cleans it up I'm hoping you know he could be a reason why the D-backs go on a little roll toward the end of the season even if it doesn't mean the playoffs just to see this team you know the morale get picked up to see them go on a little bit of a win streak and you know hopefully get that momentum and maybe even carry it into next season I would really enjoy that and that a lot of that starts with Madison Bumgarner he's the tone setter we said that before the season starts and right now since Madison Bumgarner has been so atrocious this year, maybe that's why the D-backs have been so atrocious this year. And until Madison Bumgarner gets back on track and gets back into the win column, this D-backs team might not get back into the win column either. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Hope everyone, hope everyone out there is staying safe staying healthy, and please keep listening to these podcasts because they are daily podcasts coming to you every day with the best D-backs news and knowledge. Hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy like I already said because you can't say it enough. Peace!